Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, everyone. Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between. You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. One track at a time, you know the drill. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, I think... Is Corey Morissette. Corey, uh, how you doing over there? I don't have a visual cue. You don't. I'm not uh, broadcasting this from my normal location. Uh, we were all set up to do this on Wednesday like we always do. And then uh, Wednesday morning, it dawned on me and my 10-year-old daughter that it was her birthday. And she was turning 11. <laughs> and I should probably maybe spend the evening with her. Uh, so we trucked off to Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, watched my other daughter play soccer and ate ice cream cake. So we couldn't record last night. So today... Uh, I'm actually broadcasting from Estevan, Saskatchewan. Uh, my day job as a community television producer has me busy here this weekend doing a live 33-hour telethon, raising money uh, for the United Way. So if you're listening to this, you want to log on, uh, you know, you go to myaccess.ca. There'll be links there. Log on, check out the telethon, and maybe help support the United Way here. This is a, a town of 11,000 people, and every year they raise upwards of $350,000 for the United Way. So. Uh, starting tomorrow yeah. morning at 8 a.m., Friday morning at 8 a.m., we're going live for 33 hours. So uh, I'm not on my normal mic. I am not don't have my normal setup. I brought the wheel. It's mobile, uh, fortunately, and I got a little <laughs> snowball mic, and I'm going to try and, and get through this as best I can. So please bear with me. 
Well, it wouldn't be uh, very Canadian of you if you didn't have a snowball mic at hand. So uh, kudos on to you on that. That's a winter's joke. Uh, I apologize for making it. Uh, but nevertheless, even though Corey is uh, sort of mobile at this moment, but he's still with us, we are joined by a guest this week. Uh, you guys know that October is the time to be spooky. It's the time to get uh, a little bit crazy, not too crazy, you know, keep it within reason. However, we like to watch crazy, scary movies at this uh, point in time, most especially. Uh, and what better way to celebrate the scary season than with uh, a podcast that's going to really give you the scary, spooky edge that you want. So coming to us uh, from the uh, You're All Doomed podcast, the Friday the 13th podcast, please welcome Brian Welch. Brian, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. This is very cool. Brian's one of those patient types, uh, Mark, that has been uh, wanting to be on the show for a while and uh, waited for us ah, to get her, yeah. her shit together. Uh, so thank you very much uh, for waiting, Brian. Thank you for uh, jumping on this week, uh, kind of last minute, because uh, we thought, you know, a Friday the 13th show uh, in October is just too good to pass up. Yeah, I agree. And and I appreciate you calling me patient. I would say I'm more uh, obnoxious because I did reach out to you guys like right at the beginning of the when you guys launched the podcast. And I was like, oh, this is something I need to be on and then hadn't heard anything for a while. And then um, you, you were kind of like sending out a a call for requests. Uh, I think it was last week. And I and so I was like, well, I'll just send one more email and just let them know that I'm interested. And I was like, hey, it's it's me again. <laughs> Don't forget about me. And you're like, we know, we know we're going to get you. So thank you very much. Well, if, if there's anything that Jason Voorhees taught you, it's patience. You don't have to run after that victim. You can just take your time. They'll Absolutely. come they'll eventually. You, you'll get it eventually. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, But do tell us a little bit about uh, the podcast. Tell the people if they're not uh, familiar with it, what you got going on over there. Sure. So yeah, like you said, the, uh, the podcast is called you're all doomed. Um, my buddy Greg and I, um, we're lifelong friends and we started it back in, uh, the summer of 2018 and it was actually Greg's idea. Um, we grew up watching the Friday, the 13th movies as kids and then later as adults. And we would always have conversations about them. And he was like, why don't we just have a podcast where we have the, like record those conversations and, um, and, hope that that's interesting for the listeners. And then we decided that that was a great idea, but we wanted to come up with a little bit of a hook. So the hook was that we were going to review the movies um, 13 minutes at a time. So we would have one season that was dedicated to the first movie. And then each episode would be like the first episode would be the third, the first 13 minutes, the second episode would be the next 13 minutes. And that was fun because it allowed us to like come up with like nine or 10 episodes uh, per movie, but it also forced us to kind of like scrutinize the movies in ways that we had never done before. Cause we'd always watched it like normal people just at, you know, one viewing. Um, but when you have to watch something 13 minutes at a time, you have to get like really specific and you're looking at things in the background and you're looking at like details that are like things that are sitting on the shelf or like an extra that like wanders on screen, you know, like, what is this guy doing? And, um, it just, it created a lot of like really fun conversations that we hadn't had before, because we were always talking about more of like the high level, uh, like surface level stuff that you would just, you know, normally come across when you were watching the movie. But, um, when you have to get into those like 13 minute details, you start to dig up some pretty interesting information. So, 
Um, it's been a ton of fun and it took us about four years to get through the 12 movies that are released. And, um, we're kind of in like a limbo stage now where I'm not going to go into all the details cause it's super complicated, but there's this crazy lawsuit going on with the Friday, the 13th franchise where, um, nothing can be made until this lawsuit is resolved. And so we're kind of just spinning our wheels and it's been, um, since 2009 since the last Friday the 13th movie came out so once we ran out of actual movies to talk about um we were like well we still want to talk about Friday the 13th stuff so now we're kind of in this stage of looking at fan films there's actually a pretty big community of just like amateur filmmakers and just general fans of the franchise that are going out and just making their own Friday the 13th movies now they're not all feature length like 90 minute movies but some of them are like 15, 20 minutes, like just like a cool scene here and there. And a lot of it is like super low budget. It's just people with their friends that are just like going out in the woods and dressing up like Jason Voorhees and shooting stuff. But, um, we've, we've kind of earmarked like maybe 10 or 11 fan films that we want to check out. And we're still in the early stages of talking about it, but so far it's been fun. I mean, it's like obviously various levels of, uh, quality and, you know, but we're not here to like scrutinize them too much because these are just like fans that are just going out and having fun so like who are we to mm. to say that you know the acting sucks or the special effects aren't good it's really just about like did we enjoy it and so uh we're like two or three movies into those like fan films and are having a good time so far well, that's awesome so yeah be sure to check that out if you want uh more friday the 13th goodness i'm i assure you you'll have a good time uh, Corey, though, uh, speaking of birthdays, f- first of all, congrats, uh, on your kid's birthday. Hope it was a great time, uh, despite, uh, losing you for the scheduled night, but I'll tell you something that seems to be a theme with the uh, birthdays in this podcast. And I bring that up because, uh, we just had at the time of this recording, we just had earlier, uh, David Lee Roth's birthday, uh, David Lee Roth, diamond Dave himself. Uh, I believe, uh, he, uh, Oh, how old did he turn? Uh, 68, I think. Believe Real. he turned 60. Yeah, yeah. So he's up there. He's getting up there. Uh, and uh, these these new recordings of him doing uh, previous songs, sort of, you know, the the numbers uh, reflect that a little bit. But, but hey, kudos, because he still looks pretty great. So good old Diamond Day. But not to downplay anything, but at the time of this recording, uh, on October 13th, there is another significant birthday related to Van Halen. And of course it is Mr. Cabo Wabo himself, Sammy Hagar's birthday. So, I mean, wherever you are out there listening, uh, even if it's in the morning, grab yourself a shot of tequila, throw it back and say, you can't drive 55 in celebration for Sammy Hagar's 75th birthday. Oh my God. Sammy Hagar is older than Diamond Tave. If you had told me that before I looked at their birth dates, I would not have believed it um, because it just doesn't seem right to me. But look, kudos to both of these men for looking so darn good for their age. I mean, all things considered, 
they look all right, uh, especially Sammy. Sammy doesn't look like he's 75. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. And the man's the man's still going around. Uh, he's doing reality TV. He's doing, uh, you know, he's 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 drinking all over the world. He's eating all over the world, and he's still touring, doing music. Uh, so kudos for being 75, and to all the uh, the rock stars of a certain age that are still doing it, still showing us young people. Uh, well some young people i don't know if i'm so young anymore but uh nevertheless showing us how it's done so uh happy birthday to diamond dave from a few days ago and uh you know spoiler alert on the day we're recording happy birthday to sammy hagar today and of course happy birthday to Corey's kid that's right and actually if i did my math right uh david lee roth 68 years old that's yeah. So 68 versus 70. Somehow Sammy Hagar has seven years on Dave. That just, I, I, did, did you know that ahead of time? I, I wouldn't have guessed it by looking at him, right? Like, uh, right. You know, David doesn't look a day over 93 and, uh, Sammy <laughs> looks like he's still chopping trees down. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a young buck still and still partying too. He has a big birthday bash this weekend, I believe. Of course he does. Yeah. Of course. The the cobble wobble will flow and keep flowing. It's just I mean uh, amazing. It's amazing. So uh k- kudos to uh the 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 front men, the singers of Van Halen, uh, the least the ones that we like to talk about. <clears throat> and I'll just leave it at that. Um so uh with that being said, uh Corey, anything else other than the uh the happy birthdays uh going on in Van Halen news to your recollection? Uh that's really about it. I know uh Wolfie is still working on Mammoth 2. Uh I saw mm-hmm. a tweet the other day that he had just finished tracking all the drums and uh he was pretty tired. Right. He's getting ready to lay down bass tracks next. So uh that album is is coming along uh, quite nicely and I can't wait for it. I love that he's giving us all like sort of like a almost a play by play yeah. of, of the recording process, because I mean, I think maybe he was just as surprised as anyone uh, that that first album did so well. And uh, just, I guess with the Taylor Hawkins tribute show and him being more in sort in, in the limelight, so to speak, uh, maybe he's just recognizing like, Oh, okay. I actually have people, care about what i'm doing and like want to know what i'm doing so i'm gonna keep you guys informed and i like that i like that and not to mention the fact that he's kind of it's it's a bit of a show-off really because it's like look at me i'm doing all the instruments on this album (laughs) it's like let me just let me just go ahead and brag on myself on how talented i am and to you to him i say good on you bro because ah i can't play drums so (laughs) (laughs) there's that well, if there's no other Van Halen news other than the birthdays, it's time to get into the rock and poll. What do the poll results say? Uh, last year, or last year, wow. Last week, we did Women in Love, and uh, we were all pretty keen on Women in Love. But how did everyone else fare on Women in Love? Well, everybody else was pretty keen on Women in Love as well. 93% what dreams are made of. this dream is over. However, I was talking with John Mariano and he's afraid that uh, there's a new sect that has broken away from his cult because he voted for (laughs) women in love. He's like, there's, there's no way you can vote against that song. So there, there seems to be a new uh, underground movement that has broken away from the cult of Mariano that they don't even agree with him. So we're getting into dangerous times here. 
I I suspect it might be uh might be the the people that I sort of interacted with uh this past week on Twitter. When oh yeah, like <laughs> you know people that love to listen to our show but absolutely want to criticize everything we do. And I was like, okay, well, but we appreciate you listening. So thank you. I suspect it's these people. Uh, but I, nevertheless, I, I caught that tweet too. And I love that his reasoning was, I just listen to your show for the music. I'm like, well, it's a good thing. The only place you can hear Van Halen music <laughs> is on our shitty podcast. I, yeah. I'm glad we have the monopoly on that racket. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Our numbers but, would, uh, sky, or would just uh, nosedive if we didn't have that. Yeah. No kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we'd be making bank if that were the case, or at least we'd be trying to. Uh, so uh, yeah, ninety three percent says what dreams are made of. You know what? That's not so bad. I, I it could have been worse. It could have been like dreams. I'm still not over the result of that. I know that that's still gonna be a head scratcher. But uh, we got some comments here, Mark. If you're ready to hear them, I'm ready. All right, Airhead three says another great one. Great intro and outro. In the lead up to the chorus, love how the backing vocals are unison until harmonizing on women, night and given. Also, it shouldn't be a surprise twist that it's another woman. After all, it's women, plural, in love. So, yeah, good point there, Airhead. Indeed, yeah. Our good buddies from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret, Prog- Fast Fret Podcast said, Oh, man, this one shows the diversity in their songwriting. Pure magic, yet a bit sideways from the standard Van Halen sound, just proving the Van Halen sound is not one-dimensional. No, it isn't. Nope, very well said. Our good buddy Kevin Brown from the Tom Petty Project says, uh, I upvoted, but this one is a fairly middling early Van Halen track for me. It's well executed, but don't stand out particularly. Would have been a third option vote if I had it, but I would never skip it if it came on. So there's kind of a, a middling uh, reaction to that one. wonder what a third option would, would be. The, like, there's only so many made dream of? songs <laughs> Yeah, so what dreams are made of, uh, the dream is over, third option. Spanked. Uh, yeah, spanked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we'll get there eventually, Corey, and it'll be glorious. We, we should maybe went by song title. Uh, a downvote could have been Source of Infection. Or How Many Say I. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, next, uh-huh. our, our good friend Tom says, uh, I mean, the intro alone takes it to a different level. Uh, so 100% agree, and then he was mad because he couldn't get it on Google Podcast for a couple of days. But we got that fixed. Uh, Tom hopefully was able to hear the show. Uh, he's actually going to be on the show next week, so uh, very much yeah. looking to getting Tom on there. Uh, Scott says Eddie's tapping intro is serene. High harmonies carry the song and make it memorable. Uh, DLR is more subdued than usual, but fits the overall tone and doesn't give us many rothisms until the end. Also, really dug the groove on the outro with some nice drum flourishes, a perfect deep cut. I <laughs> like it. Rothisms. I know yeah. exactly what he's talking. We all know what he's talking about. Hundred percent. And then John Mariano chimed in uh, when it was at twelve percent. He said twelve percent. Some just trying to steal my cult. So there's definitely something going on there. It's it's probably that uh, Dick Weasel you were talking to it's on probably, Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> probably the dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you know whatever followers he might have. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kyle says, "Love it. Eddie's tap harmonics in the intro are just awesome." Couldn't agree more. Then we got Chaz Charles who said, uh, love Dave's lyrics. The intro is one of Ed's best. God forbid Roth does this in another fucking putrid Van Halen free version. Pray he doesn't. <laughs> so uh, Chaz is not a fan of uh, Diamond Dave putting out these new uh, Van Halen free versions of Van Halen tracks. No, I don't. I, and I don't blame you, Chaz. I really don't. <laughs> uh, Gene says, awesome vocals, killer guitars, lights out backing vocals. This one checks all the boxes. Like most of the album, definitely what dreams are made of. 
So yes, sir. Yes, well sir. said. Uh, and then Jonathan uh, just raising a point, saying, "If you're going to downvote the song, people say why. Maybe we can learn something <laughs> from you. Like you are an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, look, he's not wrong, but, uh, you know, it, it, actually, I, I want to say somebody actually did explain why uh, they downvoted, but I can't yeah. remember. I, I think it's coming up here, but. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Brad, who's also going to be on the show coming up, said, uh, fantastic track. Mark the Bat said it best. This song demonstrates why Van Halen is magical. It's the blend of everything and all done really well. So someone uh, you, per- Brad. pointed you out for, for saying something good. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan comes back and says, I love what Eddie does in this song. The first note after the drum intro sounds like a saxophone. The backing vocals are just perfect. Good song for 1.30 a.m. bar about to close. Everyone chill and finish your beer. One, I That is a thousand percent <laughs> uh, yes. Good yeah. call. As, 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 soon as, as soon as he said that, or as soon as that tweet popped up, I go, yeah, that I hear it. I feel it. Jonathan also going to be coming up on our show here, Mark. And he even mentioned that he's considering a podcast of his own. I'm not going to ruin it or anything, but I'm going to mention it on the air so that he's more pressured to do it now because I really want to hear his show. All right, get, get on it, Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, Dur Urs says, uh, classic Van Halen with Eddie's playing at its best, intro, outro, solo, and great harmonies, but gave it a thumbs down because of Dave singing, which I find annoying on this song. Even though I'm more of a Dave guy, he just can't do ballads. So there you go. Well, okay, so yeah, there it is. There, there's a reason. There, yes. at least that is a very sound reason, and and I am I'm, I'm not going to knock you for that. Um, so okay, so th- thank you, Dareers, uh, for uh, your explanation. Yes, absolutely. I still think you're wrong on the downvote, but it's fine. But we respect the opinion, absolutely. Yeah, we respect it. Yes. And finally, Greg Zito says this is a great track. Love the harmonics and harmonies. It sounds like Templeman and Landy brought Michael Anthony up the mix on Van Halen too. The chemistry is all these elements. The chemistry of all these elements is magic. That's the key word right there, magic. So Absolutely. yes, uh, I agree one thousand percent. And thank you all for your comments and your uh, your feedback on women in love. So, all right, all right. I believe it's that time, Mark. It is that time. It is that time indeed. So before we go to the wheel and spin it, I have to ask. Uh, I'll ask, Corey, I'll start with you. Uh, you you said you're in a mood. Uh, you're, it's a a busy time for you. What in all the world? While we do this show, what what what's, what song can Van Halen bring to you? What can the wheel bring to you that's going to uh, boost your spirits? Anything you want to manifest? Well, I tell you what, we did a practice spin just to make sure everything is working on the new system here, and we, we did, spun yes. the wheel and we spun spanked, and I'm very happy that was the practice spin. <laughs> Because the odds of it hitting twice, I think, are astronomical. So, uh, you know what? I, I'm kind of in a different kind of truth mood. I would love to hear uh, some "She's the Woman." Ah, all right, different kind of truth. Maybe so. The wheel, the wheel seems to like that album uh, yep. once in a while. So, yeah, very possible. Uh, Brian, you are the guest. Uh, y- you are here to talk some Van Halen. What particular Van Halen song are you most fond of that you would like to hear that we haven't done? Or is there just a, is there something you just have in mind in particular that you want to manifest? Well, I, I will say that the only thing that I'm nervous about uh, appearing on this podcast is the song that's going to appear on the wheel. <laughs> um, there, There's definitely songs that I would love uh, to pop up. I think 
humans being would be really cool. I think uh, pound cake would be really cool. Uh, there's definitely pl- tons of Dave songs that I love to hear. I'm a equal opportunity guy. I love both Hagar and Roth eras. Um, but I think, th- and this is kind of like a lame answer, but I kind of want like a, like a deep cut. Uh, there was a few weeks ago where you guys pulled um, in a simple rhyme mm-hmm. from mm. uh, oh, yeah. women and children first. And like, that's one of those songs where it's not really in heavy rotation for me when I'm thinking about Van Halen, but when I listen to women and children first and it pops up, I'm like, God damn, that song is so cool. And I feel like there's at least 10 or 12 Van Halen songs that are like that, where you just kind of forget that they're out there. And then when they pop up on, like when you're listening to the album, you're like, Oh, that's a really good album. So like, I'm hoping for one of those deep cuts. And I would say that the only thing that I'm hoping to avoid is something from a different kind of truth, because that's probably the only, it is really the only (laughs) album that like, I'm just not that familiar with. Like I've listened to it a few times, but it's certainly not like in my regular rotation of all the Van Halen albums. So like, I, I know the songs, but not nearly as well as the other albums. So like, that's definitely my weak spot. All right. All right. Okay. Well, uh, a deep cut. It's, it's not outside the realm of possibility. We still have plenty of those. Uh, we still got plenty of hits too. The wheel has been very, very fickle yet sometimes fair in giving us uh, a bit of a, uh, pardon the pun a balance of the two it's like here's some deep tracks here's some hits here's some ones that you really don't want to hear but here you go anyway so as for me look uh full disclosure i am in my final week uh at my current job i am starting a new job very soon uh friday will be my last day so i'm going out with a bang so i personally for tonight would love to hear a song that's just really kind of uh, two middle fingers to the man and uh, something just rip-roaring and rocking. I know that uh, it would be great if we hadn't already spun uh, something like Hot for Teacher uh, or something of the sort, but we have. We've already discussed it. You can, uh, And if you missed that show, go back and take a listen. Um, but you know what? I, I need to hear something like Pound Cake or, or I need to hear... Oh, oh God. Something that just, uh, you know, unchained, I think I, you know, unchained would be super fun, even though it's, it's not really a damn the man sort of song, but it's fun and it's heavy and I like it. So pound cake or unchained, give me either one of those. I'm, I'm calling it out. I'm going to be like, uh, uh, Eric Sinich and just call my shot. Let's like, give me at least one of those. All right. Sounds good. So I'm going to give this a good shuffle. Get it as far away from spanked as I can fucking get. All right, gentlemen, are you ready to go? <laughs> you just messed up now. <laughs> <laughs> you should have left it alone. I know. Uh, I but yeah, and, <laughs> and not that the listeners need any validation, but the wheel is real. I, I, I'm Thank looking at you, it right Ryan. now. <laughs> Bad mobile. I was able to bring it here to this new location. So uh, <laughs> we're not spinning it from Weyburn. We're going to see. Maybe we're going to get something really, really cool. Uh, who knows? Here, let's give it a spin and find out. Here we go. Well, you wanted a deep cut. How about Sucker in a Three Piece from OU812? That totally works. Definitely no a deep kidding. cut. <laughs> uh, Brian, uh, what are your thoughts on OU812? Well, oddly enough, OU812 is kind of like 
not the official entry point for me for Van Halen, but it was like, it definitely where things took off for me. So like, uh, OUA went two came out in 88. I was 12, 13, 13. And, um, I had been listening to like diver down in 1984, but like I was a kid, I didn't have any like disposable income. So these were like copies of tapes that friends had and things like that. So I would listen to diver down in 1984 a lot. Um, one of my older brothers had 5150 on vinyl. And so when he wasn't around, I would sneak into his room and I would listen to that. But it was like, at that point in my life, it was very kind of like greatest hit stuff. I was listening to odd for teacher, Panama jump dreams, those types of things. Um, and OU812 is a weird album for me. Cause like, if I'm not mistaken, black and blue was the first single from that album. And when that started playing on the radio, it, blew my mind. And I was like, holy shit, I've always liked Van Halen, but now like, who are these guys? Like, I, I have to learn more. And I, I still like Black and Blue. I think it's a great song. I, I don't think I'd put it in my top even 20 Van Halen songs, but there was just something about like that point in my life where it hit and I was like, I really like these guys. And so the first Van Halen uh, show I ever saw was on the OU812 tour uh, in Cincinnati in um october of 88 and i remember going to that concert and again this is like obviously pre-internet and so didn't have a whole lot of background about van halen but i remember during eddie van halen's guitar solo he played cathedral from uh diver down mm. and i always thought that that was a keyboard song because I was like, who can make that noise on a guitar? Like, it's got to be a keyboard. And so when I saw him playing it on a guitar, I was just on the edge of my seat. Like, what the hell am I witnessing? Like, this is incredible. And when I got home from that concert, it was all over. It was just like nothing but Van Halen for me for the next like 15 years. I was buying all their albums, going to all of their tours. Um, so OU812 was like a really big album for me because it was like the first one that I bought with my own money and just like dove into head first and was just listening to it over and over again. So, um, ton of history with this album. Right on. Awesome. How about you, Corey? Well, uh, uh, OU812 obviously was a big, uh, big album for me. Uh, I remember when black and blue came out too, and I uh, had, had a very similar reaction. I really loved that song. Uh, then of course you had uh, your big power belt on there when it's love, which I know, uh, Mark is a big fan of Finish What You Started was always kind of my favorite cut uh, on mm -hmm. that one. Uh, but uh, Sucker to Three Piece, uh, yeah, it's the last song on the vinyl. Uh, on the CD, you get a 10 song, a, a Political Blues, but it was never included on the vinyl version because they ran out of time. So uh, we always talk about the production on this album, maybe not being uh, top notch. Uh, Dom Landy, along with Van Halen, was the producer on this one. But uh, uh, some really good tunes on this one. And I'm really looking forward to this one tonight. I haven't, I haven't spun Sucker to Three Piece in a while. I haven't spun OU812 actually in a long time, so I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. How about you, Mark? That I'm I'm in the similar boat as you are. I, I haven't really spun this album uh, in its entirety in a very very long time. Uh, and when I do uh, even go to this album, I go to the I go to the usual ones. You know, I go to finish what you started. I go to when it's love, uh, Cabo Wabo, of course. And then you know we've. We did uh, feel so good uh, and AFU on the show here. So I've been kind of more uh, uh, in tuned with uh, some of the songs based on the show here. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sucker in a three piece is kind of one that I know I've heard because, you know, I've, I've spun the record before, uh, but I could not tell you too much about it because again, it's one of those I just sort of don't really go to, or I skip over. So uh, listening to this with a, more open, fresh perspective is going to be really interesting because I actually really do like this album, despite the fact that it doesn't sound as it doesn't sound as great. Uh, but there's still a lot to enjoy about it. All right. So if you guys are ready, let's uh, spin a little sucker in a three piece from OU812. Do it. All right, Mark, I, I could see you enjoying <laughs> that intro. <laughs> I completely forgot that yeah, this is the song that has that uh, particular intro because I, I I, know this intro pretty well because uh, I've heard it just sort of out in the world or whatever. And I, and I, you know, it's Van Halen just from the sound of Eddie's tone in the guitar. But I, I just, I don't think I ever correlated it to being the intro for Sucker in a Three Piece. So it, this was kind of a nice... Uh, re-revelation i guess you could say because i forgot i forgot um but no man i love it it's just he's not overly flashy but he's just giving you a little taste of things to come the best way eddie can brian any thoughts i yeah we you've kind of mentioned about the uh the production quality of ou812 and that's probably my biggest complaint about this album is and it's not any secret everyone knows it's just very stripped of any kind of bass it's it's very kind of like am radio sounding and i i hope that someday they come out with like a remastered version that kind of boosts some of that bass because it's in there you can hear it but it just doesn't have any like like oomph especially when you get to like for unlawful kernel knowledge and you hear like how much mm -hmm. like how great that sounds um so it's a shame that it doesn't sound better but this song is great because i think there's a number of songs on ou812 that sound live like it just sounds like the band just jamming and playing mm -hmm. and this is one of those songs where it's just like it really sounds like they just hit the hit record and the four guys are just in a room and they're just playing it doesn't sound like there's a lot of like overdubs or anything like that so that's one thing i always liked about it and 
musically, I think the song kicks ass. Uh, we're going to get to the lyrics in a little bit, and I think that's going to knock it down a little bit. But, um, but for the most part, yeah, this is this is actually one of my favorites on the album. I just love that for the first minute of the song, it was the Van Halen brothers fucking around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like yeah, Eddie for like the first 15, 20 by himself. Then Alex came in and I didn't hear any bass at all. It was just them kind of uh, fiddling around. And then a minute in, I hear a Sammy Howell and then it kicks into the song proper. But I just always kind of thought that was cool. I love a good Sammy Howell. Who doesn't? Yeah. All right, there's some Sammy lyrics for you, Mark. <laughs> uh, for, uh, first of all, uh, she's so fine. How about a nine on a ten scale? Wasn't his uh, first solo album called Nine on a Ten Scale? Could have been. So maybe it's a little bit self indulgent. However, what I'm noticing so far from this lyrics, um, not outside the characteristics you'd find in a Roth tune. I'm just pointing Please. that out. With long legs, straight up onto her lunch pail. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> Look, I didn't. I'm not trying to explain the logic behind it. I'm just saying, uh, listen to the way Sammy's singing it and uh, the, the the sort of metaphors he's using, which are a little bit nonsensical. Uh, it's I could see David Lee Roth just as easily doing a song like that. No, no, because this, he's done songs like that. This is up for breakfast level. Uh, straight up on oh, her lunch pail. Come oh, on. Come on. We're just in the first two lines. You can't go that far just yet. <laughs> All right. Let's hear what the next line is. <laughs> Sweet little wishbone. Sweet little wishbone. <laughs> Sweet little wishbone. Oh, yeah. I mean... Don't want to break her in half. <laughs> it's pretty. You know, uh, the thing I appreciate blank. most about Sammy's lyrics is they're just so they're so cryptic and you really have to like dig in and like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, like there. Well, there are times where you think like, well, I know exactly what he's talking about. And then he'll throw something else at you and go, well, wait, no, now I'm quite, yeah. what, are, what are we talking about? I'll tell you what, <laughs> so, finish yeah. what you started. You know exactly what he's talking about, that whole song. Yeah. He was right in the zone yeah. on that one. This one, uh, sweet little wishbone, don't want to break her in half. Lick up on one side and down the other always makes her laugh. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he's like, uh, you know, licking her like a dog. It, it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rick James would do that. These. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Yeah. 
All right, that that chorus may save it. The the verses are there's some pretty childish uh, lyrics, but uh, that chorus is pretty badass. I mean, yeah, like it, the poor boy's broke. You know, how's he gonna compete uh, with? Well, you can't with uh, a sucker, a, in, a a three sucker piece, in a yeah. three piece suit. I mean, look, three piece suits. That's that's when you know uh, dude's got some money. That's right. Uh, Brian, any thoughts? No, I'm just wondering why why Sammy doesn't think that he can compete with a uh, a sucker in a three piece. But then I remember this is like right before Sammy got Tequila Bunny, so right. he's like he is probably a little envious of those like financial bankers or you know the guys in the three piece suits. But like a year or two from now, when he's got that Cabo Wabo money, he's like, "Fuck you, sucker in a three piece! <laughs> <laughs> I'm winning this battle now." Exactly. Yeah, I think it it probably also speaks to uh, his his fashionable his fashionable sense a little bit because uh i've never seen sammy in a suit most of the times i see sammy in like a sleeveless shirt and shorts that's about it like maybe in the maybe in the 80s he uh, he, he would throw on uh just a button-down shirt with it unbuttoned but uh, no no three-piece suit She might have a point. You guys remember what Sammy Hagar dressed like uh, 1988, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And look, th- this this line is way more uh, sensical than the first one. So yes, it is. you got to yeah. you had to give him one verse to kind of find his footing. <laughs> and then once he did, he's just like, OK, now I know where we're going. Yeah, <laughs> let's, uh, let's it's, do it. it's getting a little bit more grounded now. Yeah, 100%. I yeah. will agree with you there. Yeah, he's on the right track now. He, he, he brought her back. <laughs> it's not up for breakfast. <laughs> No, no, thank you. Well, say what you want about uh, the lyrical content of Sucker in a Three-Piece. I think it's pretty straightforward now. Uh, but listen to what he's doing vocally. Like, Sammy is is giving you some uh, primo uh, Hagar vocalizations, man. He is, like, all up and down the scale, and, and he's doing it like it's effortless. Let me tell you something. It's not. It's not whatsoever. <laughs> But it sounds so easy when he does it, right? Like, oh, why doesn't? Well, of course, why can't yeah. everybody sound like that? Because <laughs> that's how good Sammy Hagar is. That's how good Sammy Hagar is. Yeah, it's like, and even at seventy-five, happy birthday, Sammy. <laughs> yep, yep, he could still bust this out with uh, Sammy in the Circle on tour and, and still kill it. I'm sure. Mm, I'm sure. He's got Mike Anthony on bass to sing those high harmonies for him on Sucker. And you know he can still kill it. There you go. I'm sure these guys are listening. So. Uh, Break out uh, Sucker in a Three-Piece on tour this summer, fellas. Hey, uh, Michael said he was going to check out the show. So, uh, he, hey, hey, buddy, like, <laughs> please feel free to come on down. We love your work. Yeah. 
Sorry, Mark. I thought you were cueing me. You were just air guitaring. <laughs> I well, I, I at first I thought that was the end of the solo, and I was like, oh wait, no, there's still more to go. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Not until the very end did I hear any bass. I thought, is it my headphones? Like I have a different setup here. Did you guys hear really any oh. bass during that section? It's pretty weak. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it was weak, but you, you, I, I could hear exactly what Mike, Michael's doing a whole lot uh, during that solo section. Good. Uh, I heard not it as much as, yeah, not as much as Eddie, obviously, but uh, he's he's keeping he, he's keeping that rhythm very steady while you know throwing in a few flavors. Um, that whole section was fire though i mean I, I i'm sure we'll get into it more later but uh just uh, wow like that's that's sweatiness right there is what happened that's how that's how fire that was as much as i love um for a lawful carnal knowledge and how great that album sounds i think oh you wait is like the last album that has the tone of eddie's guitar that i love the most because like it does change once you get to fuck and in in on this album it just it's like peak brown sound it's just like that really great tone that eddie has and you really hear it on a, a bunch of songs on know you wait one too but, but particularly like during this solo and you just it's like oh i miss that sound because like as the albums go on you start to hear it just gets like crunchier and crunchier and it's it's still great but it's it's just not the tone that i love Down to the last drop. 
<laughs> I forgot that little piece was in there. <laughs> I did too. Because uh, he's talking about something else entirely, and then he throws that in there. It's just like, oh, speaking of suckers. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, man. Come on, man. But, uh, but uh, look, man, I I told you I'm a I'm a big fan of a Sammy Howell, and you got some like crazy Sammy Howells in this. Uh-uh-uh. Uh, the part right before the core or before the uh, solo, uh, you're all a bunch of suckers where he's just elongating that. I can't even get that high because I'm not Sammy Hagar. Sorry. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about. And then right here, right before he ruined it with that outro, <laughs> still a good Sammy Howell is a good Sammy Howell. That's all I'm saying. That's right. So gentlemen, that means it's time to vote. All right. All right. So, you know what, Corey, I'm going to start with you. We're going to going to change it up a little bit. Uh All right. Corey, you've, you've you've said a few things. You've you've said your piece, uh, uh at least a little bit of your piece for Sucker in a three-piece, but the real question remains, is Sucker in a three-piece what dreams are made of or uh did it just suck the life right out of you and the dream is over? Well, I tell you, I wavered uh, a couple times in the song. I thought I was going to be on one side, thought I'd be on the other side, but ultimately... Not my favorite song. Yeah, I know it got a little... Again, I'm, bear with me, folks. Uh, not my favorite track off of OU812, uh, but there's definitely uh, enough good stuff here uh, that this is what dreams are made of. Like you said, that whole solo section was fire. Um, I would like a little more bass. I know, uh, and again, speculation is, and because we don't fucking know anything, but people have speculated that it was the growing animosity between the Van Halen brothers and Mike Anthony. That's why his bass was turned down. Uh, but uh, like I said, some good shit on here. Uh, the first verse, it had the rest of the song, the lyric writing been on that par, I may have downvoted it. But Sammy saved it. Verse two was great, verse three. Uh, until we got to the very end, <laughs> and I thought, oh, geez, is that... Am I going to downvote her based on that? But no, uh, more positives than negatives on this one. So for me, uh, this is what dreams are made. All right, there you go. There's one, uh, Brian, our guest today. Um, you wanted a deep cut. We got a. We got. A, I think this is a pretty deep cut. I don't think a lot of people are like super aware of the song from this album. So with that being said, uh, was sucker in a three piece for you? What dreams are made of, or is the dream over? This is exactly the type of song I was looking for. Um, that that kind of like underappreciated deep cut uh, on an otherwise good album. It's um, it's juvenile. <laughs> I mean, just, <laughs> just listen to the lyrics. It's pretty ridiculous. But there, if you listen carefully, there is kind of like a narrative there where it starts off with like uh sammy feeling a little insecure about the sucker in the three piece but as the song goes on like i feel like he's gaining confidence and he's like no screw that guy i'm the dude you want to be with and so it does kind of build to something um musically i think it's way better than it is uh lyrically but uh like i said earlier it really is it just seems like a jam it just seems like they're all just in the studio and they hit record and they're all just uh cranking something out and uh not not my favorite song on OU812, but definitely not something I'm going to skip. All right, Mark Kamara, that just leaves you. Uh, you're a big Sammy fan. You're a big fan of this album. Uh, 
but you admitted the lyrics were maybe a little childish. Which way is your vote going to go? Is this what dreams are made of, or is this dream over? I can already hear it now. Like, Mort's just going to upvote anything Sammy does. And that's just absolutely not true. I think we've proven that at some point. Uh, but nevertheless, is this song uh, uh, the, the best Van Halen song? Is this the best Sammy song? No, not at all. I don't think it's trying to be. Uh, it's definitely not going to be the standout track from OU812. It's got to compete with... Cabo Wabo, when it's love, finish what you started. It's 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 not gonna win that fight. So it's just trying to be a, a good rock tune, uh, a little bit silly at first, sure, maybe uh, maybe a lot bit silly, but that's kind of part of the charm of Van Halen. You get a lot of silliness when you get uh, the seriousness, and the seriousness with this song is the the riffs. The music itself is very serious. It's very in your face. It's very uh, not fast paced, but it's it's got a good sort of flowy tempo. It's not slow. It's not like overly fast. It's that perfect sort of middle ground. And my God, we talk about Eddie's solo ability at nauseum on this show because, well, why wouldn't we? It's Eddie Van Halen. That right there is uh, understanding the assignment, the assignment he created because, you know, he wrote it. Uh, but he is very great uh, playing a solo that's going to fit the song. We talk about this a lot. This is a solo that fits the song and it enhances it. Honestly, I was kind of with the, uh, with you, Corey on it at first, if, if the lyrical content hadn't gotten a little bit better uh, by the second verse, I might have uh, also downvoted it just because, like, ah, I just can't. I can't. Like, the, the music sounds good, but the lyrics are so bad. However, he saved it, and uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that uh, um, I I was uh, sort of sticking up for Sammy and sticking up for his about. Like, what? Just wait. Maybe the, maybe it'll get better, and it did. Thankfully, uh, the uh, little tag at the end, notwithstanding, whatever, it's fine. Um, childish, maybe. But I tell you this, this is exactly the kind of song that I did need tonight. Um, I, I Maybe it wasn't the song that I wanted to manifest, but I needed it. I needed a good rock tune to sort of take my brain away. The real sucker in a three-piece is, as of this recording, uh, my former bosses. So suck it, suckers. There uh, so there, there you have it. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you, Van Halen. Uh, happy birthday to you. Uh, that is Sucker in a Three-Piece, a clean sweep, what dreams are made of, if maybe just by a margin, but it's fine. <laughs> um, and there you have it. There you have it. Yeah, yeah. So anything else, any any other final words on Sucker in a Three-Piece from you gentlemen? Well, one thing that we can agree on is that the single greatest Van Halen lyric ever recorded onto tape was Sammy screaming, you got a big old belly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just doesn't get any deeper than that. And it really makes you think about, you know life oh i was i would have i would have said uh suck it all up right down to the last drop but yeah you will we'll, we'll do uh, uh we'll do that one big big old belly. he paints quite a picture he, he got a big old belly and a stone bald head i still maintain this is exactly the kind of thing uh you'd hear from uh, a rock tune as well but fine you know, we'll 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 leave it be. But better, yeah. <laughs> he, he might sing the the, yeah. the same the same premise, but he'd he'd come up with with better language, more flowery language to describe the sucker in a three piece and 
when I'm thinking about wishbone and geez, we're talking about spatchcocking again, almost. And you saw how <laughs> far off the rails. No, we're not, we're not there. We, you already admitted this is not up for breakfast. We, we, we've done that. It's done. <laughs> I, I can see that was a terrible song. I can Play see flat and bone. <laughs> Oh, still waiting on the shirts for that, but, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, and that's, that, I mean, there, there you go. That, there's the song, uh, you guys, uh, let us know how you felt about sucker in a three piece. Uh, did you agree with us is, uh, did it just beat out being, uh, the dream is over or, uh, I can't wait to hear the, the folks talk about this one. If you thought up for breakfast was, was, uh, just uh, all the rage in terms of the Twitter polls and the commentary. I am very excited to see what uh, you guys say about this one. So there you have it. Um, before we head out, order of business, Corey, tell the people where they can find uh, the show, all the information with us and where they can find you. If they just want to shout you out. Well, they can find the show at You can get some merch. You can listen to past episodes. There's a form on there, too. If you actually uh, want to be on this train wreck, uh, send it away, and we'll get to you eventually, as Brian can attest. You know, it took him like eight months, but uh, eventually we, we got him on the show. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Twitter, uh, at Podcast Will Rock. You can find me at C.D. Morset, and you can find us as part of the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, which features such great shows as the Deep Purple Podcast, Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Skinner Reconsidered, In the Lap of the Pods, The Magician's Podcast, Hawk Binge, Maiden A to Z, Diary of the Mad Men, The Metal Gods Podcast, Universally Speaking, Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, So Far, So Pod, So What, The Tom Petty Project, Backtracks Theme Music, and T-Bones Prime Cuts on the other side. Just a cavalcade of awesome content. So be sure to check out all those guys, all the net, all the stuff on the Deep Dive Network. Thank you so much. Uh, Brian, you are our guest tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, patience is a virtue, as they say. So I hope it was definitely worth your time and help uh, the song uh, fit the motif of what you were going for. Please tell the people about your podcast once again and tell them uh, what they can expect. Yeah, so I am just uh, 50% of the You're All Doom podcast. My friend uh, and co-host Greg is the other half, but we share uh, social media accounts. So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's at YAD podcast. Um, you can find us on any of the the major podcasting um, systems, apps, whatever you want to call it, just by searching for your, you're all doomed. Uh, if you, it's a perfect time of the season to catch up on Friday the 13th movies. So if you want to, uh, do a, uh, watch a rewatch of the movies and listen to our podcast, you've got a, a, over a hundred episodes to listen to, but, um, we're still chugging and hoping for a new, uh, movie, or at least some news about a new movie in the, in the new year. But, um, Thank you for having me on. I, uh, when this, when I found out about this podcast, right when it started, my first reaction was, God damn it. Why didn't I think of this? <laughs> because it was, <laughs> it was exactly like totally what I would have done. Like I, you know, been a Van Halen fan for so long. I'm like, why didn't I think of this? So, um, first of all, I was jealous. And then the second thing I did was, uh, send a, a tweet to Corey and I was like, please have me on at some point. And then eventually practically showed up on his door doorstep knocking <laughs> like please let me on so thank you it was a great time uh i'm glad i didn't get something from uh van halen 3 that i had to pretend to like or uh or a different kind of truth that i had to pretend to know so uh i got a, <laughs> I, I got a pretty good song i'm happy with it 
Oh, you don't have to pretend with us uh, whatsoever. <laughs> if, if you're not familiar with it or if you just absolutely detest it, like feel free to speak it aloud. We do it all the time. It's it's all well and good. Just like Corey really doesn't want to spin the song Spanked. Uh, but <laughs> eventually we will. And eventually he's just going to have to talk about it. Otherwise, I'm just going to sit here and go, uh, come on, Corey, t- give me more. Let's, let's hear some more. Let's hear why, some more. Why are you bringing uh, this up? We were having a nice time. We had Brian on the show. Everyone was having a great time. Then you fucking bring up Spanked again. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to just sort of prepare you because the day is coming. I know. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's one of those things, you know. I gotta I gotta bust chops a little bit. Mariona's not here, so I, I have to sort of <laughs> be a somewhat fill in. You're filling um, in nicely for him. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> that is. Is that a compliment or isn't it? Guess it will let the audience decide. Tune in uh, next week. <laughs> to find out uh friday the 13th marathon actually sounds really awesome as long as i don't have to put myself through uh that last one because i was not a fan uh but uh regardless i think i will check out you're all doomed while i do it because i like to hear some insight and if you like to hear insight about what we do just remember this we're not experts. We are simple fans who enjoy the music and we're rediscovering it through this journey. Just like you are rediscovering the music of Van Halen through this journey with us. We appreciate you being on this journey with us, even if what you have to say isn't so uh, positive. It's fine. You're on the journey. We're on the journey. That's what it's all about. Be sure to uh, keep keep track, you guys. Uh, the, the year anniversary is vastly approaching. We've heard your feedback. We've seen uh, the polls and we're going to mull some things over and figure out what we're going to do because we want uh, our one year to be special. So be on the lookout for that. Keep listening, keep tuning in, keep sharing, let your friends that are Van Halen fans know about us. Let us know uh, what they think. And that will do it for us on behalf of Corey, Brian, and myself, We are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later. 